About a year ago, the U.S. forces pulled out of Afghanistan, and we have a Marine on. Major Tom Schumann wrote a book about it. He was in Afghanistan for 16 months, and he helped get his interpreter out during that period of time Big last story year. here. Yep, he's got the book Always Faithful, and you can get it right now. Uh, Tom, how are you? We appreciate it. Come or should we call you Major Tom? <laughs> Whatever works for you. Hey, how you doing? Good. Well, we are a rock station, so Major Tom kind of works. Uh, first of all, all, always faithful. Your uh, interpreter Zach currently uh, here in the states with us, correct? That's correct. He's in San Antonio, Texas. San Antonio, Texas. And how was the adjustment? I know we'll get into the uh, difficulty of getting him, extracting him from Afghanistan. But how is he getting along uh, since coming to the states? Yeah, the, the the whole intent in getting him to San Antonio is that he has some cousins there, so it's it's really important to be able to assimilate uh, and, and and to be with family. And so the fact that he's got a few cousins who are helping him uh, navigate uh, assimilation into our country is important. And, and they've got a great community down there, so he's safe. Good. And uh, he's with family. Hey, Tom, and I, I don't want to make this political because people do. We're just doing an interview and being honest, and, and you're an expert, and you were there uh, for 16 months. Did we do right? I mean, there were so many people who helped us in Afghanistan, interpreters and other people. And during the news coverage, you know, there was a lot of people calling for help on social media, felt dangered in their, you know, dangered in their own company now that, you know, the, the Taliban took over. Did we do right by everyone, not just your interpreter, but everyone else there? I will say that there's a program called the Special Immigration Visa Program that we set up for our partners there. So if if you serve 12 months with the U.S., we said we'll give you a pathway to U.S. citizenship. Uh, You know, 87,000 people who were qualified for that program were left in Afghanistan. And those people have been executed and continue to be persecuted. So you can infer an answer from that. Yeah, so during that time, Mm. do you think, you know, because obviously, you know, and you know, hey, Donald Trump wanted to get people out, you know, get out. Joe Biden then said, we're getting people out. Were you surprised that it happened that quick? Because you got to look at it and you're withdrawing from a country. Were you surprised, you know, he announced it, we're out. Were you just surprised of the timing of it? I mean, you could look at uh, senior government officials who were providing estimates of how things would would happen. And And I think many of them had one prediction and then the how it actually unfolded i think uh they ultimately also indicated that they were surprised so i i surely wasn't getting better intelligence than senior levels of government and defense and if they were all surprised you could assume that uh that i, I was surprised at how how fast things occurred but it, right. it and it, and also to agree not shocked though either that uh based some of the, if you read the tea leaves, you know some of the writing was on the wall that the conditions that were set were were, were probably not going to work out very well. The uh, book is called Always Faithful. Major Tom Schumann is with us this morning. So when you uh, go back to when you first got over to uh, the Helmand Province there and you met your interpreter Zach, was the trust? I mean, I would assume uh, you're on foreign soil that the trust. Between the two of you, that's got to take some time to develop, or were you guys good from the get? Sure. I mean, initially, the relationship is very transactional. I need to communicate yeah. with the local people. You know how to speak the local language. And so, and, and, and also, Zach was, you know, the interpreters are really helpful in that they can point out cultural nuances or blind spots that you might not uh, be cognizant of. So when you head into a village, they can say, hey, don't go to this house or go to this house or here's how you should treat this person. And so, 
there's a lot more than just simply translating the language that they're able to offer. But uh, Zach gained that trust when he started to accept uh, risk and danger well above and beyond what was required of him as an interpreter. And, and he sprinted through a minefield. He detained a Taliban commander. He, he uh, when my Marines would be injured, he'd pick up the rifles and hold security. So Zach, Zach very quickly went from someone who just kind of worked for the U.S. as a translator to, to, to becoming a member of my platoon. Well, tell us, you know, mm. Tom, was with Zach's life, I mean, because I'm sure he's a younger man, was this his life? Is this all he knew that was the U.S. occupation of his country? Was he, how old was he when we were over there? Yeah, is, good is, question. This, is this how his yeah. life was? Yeah, he, I mean, he first saw U.S. soldiers show up in his province in, in 2011, or 2001. He was 11 years old. Wow, okay. So, uh, and I think that's what makes this book interesting, is that you it's not just written from my perspective. It's a dual perspective. We alternate chapters. Zach writes a chapter. I write a chapter. And so you get insights into someone who was born there, raised there, lived there their whole life, rather than just having an American say, hey, here's what Afghanistan is like. You've got a person who, uh, you know, that's all they ever knew. And so uh, he, yeah, I, I mean, he was actually inspired by the way the American soldiers were treating people in his province and, and the schools they were building and, and, and some of the advancements in his province. He said, hey, if this is if this is what these guys are going to do. I want to learn English. So when he was 11 years old, he started to learn English and then he joins up with me about eight years later. Wow. And uh, that's kind of how that, that was his path. And are, are you currently active duty still? That's correct. You are. All right. Okay, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring this up. My son, my eldest, 3rd Battalion, 5th Marines, he did three tricks over in Afghanistan. The third time was with Marsak. I think he was in your battalion. Yeah, he was, he was in Afghanistan, 3rd Battalion, 5th Marines. He was in my battalion, for sure. Yeah, wow. I got a text into him now, and I'm waiting to hear back, but isn't, boy, what a small world. So he came back, and he did not discuss a lot with me I, I tried a couple times i didn't push it but you were it was the bloodiest deployment of the war right yep it, it's all i mean it, no wonder he doesn't about, yeah the, it's all in the book it's about three i mean the book is about three, i'm back with three five i started with three five i uh it's, it's a battalion near and dear to my heart it was the bloodiest battle in the longest war in afghanistan mm. we took the most casualties but we also killed more taliban than any other unit there uh so it was a heck of a fight. Well, Tom, right take us through, uh, you know, Always Faithful is a book. I want everyone to get it. Tell us about, so this is going on, and everybody knows about the airport being overtooken, and, you know, we don't have to go through a history lesson of what happened over there during the pullout, but tell us how Zach got out and then your role in that because you're back in the States trying to help him get out. Sure. Uh, when the president made the announcement that we were – Pulling out in April, uh, April 21, he made the announcement said we'd be out by the end of the summer. I, 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 I called Zach and I said, hey, what's going to happen if there's no U.S. troops? He said, I'll be killed. So I went on social media and I just put out a little call to action. I said, hey, my interpreter, he's, he's eligible for this program. We've been applying for five years. We still can't get his visa. Uh, his family is in danger. Can anybody help? And there's an outpouring of support, bipartisan support, uh, media support. Everybody threw their threw their weight behind this this case. And um, I had a friend who was flying helicopters at the airport, and, and he said, "Get him to Kabul right now, or, or he's never going to get out." And so his family went from his province to Kabul. And they, there were three attempts at the airport. And uh, if, if, if you have small children and you brought small children to the airport, you know it's pretty tough. Well, Zach has four children. 
and there were a hundred thousand people at the airport Ugh. and people and, 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 and no kidding, people were getting, the children were getting trampled to death at the airport. And, and his first attempt at the airport, I had a Marine at a gate that he was trying to link up with. And as they were trying to get to that gate is when the airport got overran the first time and the Taliban started to shoot machine guns into the crowd to dis- disperse the crowd. And so his kids could see someone machine gun right in front of them. Uh, his second attempt, equally harrowing at the airport, he, he sends me a video. He's got his little daughter, three-year-old daughter. I have a three-year-old daughter as well in his lap. And, she's, and he's saying, I, I can't get in the gate. What should I do? And the Taliban start to shoot the machine guns over their head. And I think how desperate, how hopeless your situation has to be to bring your three-year-old daughter to the airport while machine guns are going over their head. Yeah. And then finally, on the third attempt, uh, same thing. They're being crushed by the crowds. There's Taliban shooting in the crowds. And he says, I need, I need your, I need you to send someone to come get me. I can't, I can't move. My kids are being pressed. And, uh, I made a call to a friend who, who was a, a pilot now in the air force. And he went out and jumped the gate and in a very harrowing and dangerous rescue mission, he jumped out, out there into the crowds and pulled Zach and his four children and his wife, uh, through the gate. Oh. So, uh, that's it. Wow. And, and is this, uh, is there, you know, oh, when it comes God. to telling this story, which is amazing. And I think people, should read this and learn about this. Is this a first of the kind, a kind first person uh, storytelling? I think I think the dual narrative structure where you, you get uh, you get Zach's voice for a chapter, my voice for a chapter. I think that's the only look into this, you know, the global war on terror from a dual perspective like that. For, you know, from and, from a, from the Marine soldiers' perspective and from the the locals. And the Pentagon approved this. Uh, the book is supported uh, by my the the public affairs officers. Okay. Uh, and, and so it, it, it's a good, it's a good, it's a, you know, the Marine Corps motto is Semper Fidelis the books titled always faithful. And it's, and it's a story about, uh, you know, one Marine, uh, who, who is determined to, to live that ethos that to make that ethos more than a bumper sticker, but to actually, uh, live, live that Semper Fidelis. And, and that's what this book's about. It's a, it's a, it's a story about a Marine trying to be no better friend. Okay. Got you. Got okay. You. Major Tom, I just got a text. My boy, he did, uh, when he was in Hellman in 09, he was second battalion, eighth Marine. So I was, okay. I was kind of close. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> well, we want to tell everybody to get the book. It truly is an amazing story. Uh, Major Tom Schumann, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Good stuff, sir. Thanks. Take care. God bless. Bye.